What's happening, sports fans? I'm James Poole, and this is What JJ Say Sports. I'm here with my man, Jason Lamb. Yep, yep. And you know we're about to get this party started. All right, guys, something big happened this week. We finally got a little bit of sports, and thank the Lord that we did. It was the highest, what, the highest watched draft in the history of the draft. <laughs> Bro, I loved it. Nobody I loved everything about it. Do. <laughs> I loved everything about it, man. Um, even to, I loved even the fact that Roger Goodell, was the corniest person ever to walk the face of the earth. Oh, my God. But I loved it. I loved everything about it. So um, It was super corny. It really was, but I'll take it. Um, but before we get to that, we got a couple of trades that we got to talk about that happened. Uh, mainly three of them that we really want to talk about. Uh, one was, uh, uh, we'll go with our hometown delight, the local, good old Matt Local Burita. product. Yep, Matt our local Burita. product. Um, he was just traded uh, today, which is um, the 25th. To uh, Miami, so he's what they offer a fifth round pick. Yes, yeah. So they they got a fifth round pick in next year's draft from uh, Brita, which, quite frankly, is I mean that's value, man. I really feel it is. Um, he's on a one year, three million dollar deal too. Yeah, I mean, there's I, I just don't see how it's anything that doesn't benefit everyone. He could be already the best running back on their roster. Oh yeah, absolutely. He could definitely yeah. jump in and be that. I I don't I don't doubt that at all. And if not, even if he ain't, he's going to be a great weapon for him. Oh, even, yeah. Even if he's not, even if he's not their, like, you know, three down guy or early down back or whatever. Yeah. The, the he's nice thing be is, a great weapon for him. he's going to give them something that um, they didn't have last year for most of the year was um, with Drake being gone, which was someone who can pass protect and somebody who can catch out of the backfield, which is definitely something that, you know, Kenny Drake was all right at. But it's something that uh, Breeder really specialized in when he was in San Francisco. Yeah, and his big playability is crazy. Yeah, he's definitely a home run hitter, man. So that's something that they picked up, and that's definitely going to help him moving forward. Um, and then we got another one. Uh, finally, the Trent Williams saga is over in um, in Washington. Uh, right before Bruce Allen left, because let me tell you something, man. He mismanaged that situation from the get-go. Terribly. Um, the minute that the uh, Trent Williams felt that the Redskins medical staff was just trying to get him back on the field, um, that's when he really needed to look at it. And that's when he had his greatest value. Trent Williams had his greatest value. Um, he had offers from other teams, much greater offers. Um, and he had the same offer from um, Minnesota, which he declined. So, which, I mean, he, he's the one with all the leverage, right? Yeah. Uh, so finally, they um, they, they traded. What was the trade? They gave a third round and a fifth round. I think the fifth round this year and the third round is next year. And that's to the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. So, I mean, they're building something big over there, definitely. Uh, I mean, they were they were just a couple quarters away from winning the whole thing last year, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, bringing in Trent Williams. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm fine with them moving Brita. I mean, Brita's, you know, Brita's great. Yeah, um, but they, you know, they already have Coleman and, and Mostert, and you know, so I mean, it's kind of it's a loaded to, backfield. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's kind of hard to, to feed all these running backs. So, yeah. but um, when you can't pass so up, or they you got can't their pass fifth up round on, pick right back, right there. Exactly, but you can't pass up on, um, and, and that's what it was, right? Essentially, it was uh, for you know, lack of a term, it was Brita for Trent Williams, and you can't pass up somebody like Trent Williams. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that he's going to. Um, I mean, he's going to open up a running game that was already 
second in the league behind. Yeah, the when he was Rams. healthy, he was a top three tackle in the NFL. Easily, easily. And, and there's no really no reason to believe that with all this time rest time, there's no reason to believe that that he's not going to be the he's same. He's not going to get back there. I mean, he didn't get any smaller. I can tell you yeah, that. Much. Right. So all right, and uh, the final one we're going to go over today is an interesting one. Our man Rob Gronkowski decided to come on out of retirement, and he wants to play with Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay, or is it Tampa Brady? I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, he has decided he wants to come out of retirement, and he really forced the Patriots' hands because they did not have a choice, man. Um, so they, the Patriots sent a uh, seventh-round pick and uh, Rob Gronkowski to Tampa Bay for a fourth. Um, it, was, it was a great deal for both teams. Yeah. I mean – the the Patriots as of right now really have no need for Gronkowski. No, um, and they basically got a free fourth round pick. Right, they you know, and that was the thing is that it was twofold. Um, Gronkowski had all the leverage because they had to trade him. If he decided that he was going to come out of retirement, they were going to owe him ten million dollars this year. Patriots don't have ten million dollars on their uh, salary cap to pay to Rob Gronkowski. Right, so they had to trade him, and the fact that they got back fourth round pick. Um, they weren't going to get that. They weren't going to get his services anyway. So um, I, I just think that's a great move. Uh, I still think he's got some stuff left in the tank, and maybe a year off was probably pretty good for him. Yeah, for a guy like Gronk, I would think a year off because you know he, I, I've seen him in a. Uh, he was re- he's doing some WD, WWE yeah, wrestling. The twenty four seven champ, baby. Yeah, yeah, he's doing some wrestling <laughs> recently, and I mean he's still in great shape. You know, you see him out there doing dance moves for the Lakers. So here's my you know, question. The, Lake, the Laker girls, they, they, they like a little halftime. Uh, Whoever tackles show. him first next year, are they the 24 7 champ? I'm just, I'm just curious. <laughs> Listen, if I tackle him, I'd pin him right on the field. <laughs> but uh, no, I think it's a great move for them. It's um, it's absolutely going to, if anything, they've kept talking about how they should have moved OJ Howard. I don't know why they should move OJ Howard. I think the person they really should move, because OJ Howard, he's still so promising and he's yeah. such a freak athlete. I think the guy that they should have moved that. Gronk would probably be best replacing would be Cameron Brait. Yeah, without a doubt. And Cameron Brait has a pretty decent contract attached to him too, um, so it might salary cap wise it might benefit them yeah. to to move to move. And, and has been he's been a, a reliable, productive guy for the Bucks yeah. too. So it's kind of hard to like move him. And here's the deal: I heard a lot of sportscasters uh, talk about why Bill Belichick didn't try to get OJ Howard for Gronkowski. I'm sure he did try, but. Belichick had zero leverage. It was yeah. essentially whatever the Bucks wanted to give them, they were just being nice. You know, so they he had no leverage in this situation. And the Bucks are want they want a pretty penny for OJ Howard, which I understand. I would too. They invested a first round pick in him. Yeah. For one. For two, he's still super young. I think he's 24 years old, 23 yeah, years old, young. something like that. Yeah. So he's still super young. He's uber, uber athletic. You know, the talent, he OJ Howard is talented enough. To be the best tight end in the NFL, he's probably the most talented uh, tight end in the NFL as far as just you know God-given athleticism, ability, speed, all that. And how great is it that he gets the opportunity now to learn from, as far as I'm concerned, is the greatest tight end ever to play. Yeah, in the National Football League. Oh yeah, definitely. So, all right, man. Well, look, look. Tampa's building some stuff, man. And, uh, yeah, they are. We uh, we talked about today. I know. Um, scaring me. I know it wasn't at first, but let me tell you something. I'm we, like, come on, we are uh, we are <laughs> definitely going to a couple um, Bucks games this year, and we are we've already decided we're going to see 
uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patty Mahomes when they come down to town. So, all right, man. Well, without further ado, without any more gilding the lily, let's uh, let's talk about this weekend's NFL draft, in particular, the first round. Um, man, it was a whole lot of surprises that MJ and a whole lot of people fell, and um, I am shocked that a couple of players fell the way they did, and I'm shocked that a couple of players were picked up as early as they were. Yeah. So uh, we'll go over that, but um, let's just go in order. Sound good? Yep. All right, man. So how about uh, the Cincinnati Bengals with the number one overall pick, Joe Burrow, quarterback from LSU. Which thing, you got? I mean, this is the pick to be made. He's he's the best quarterback in the draft, um, in my opinion. I yeah. think he's the best quarterback in the draft. They need a franchise guy. They need somewhere to start, and this is a good start for him. No, you're right. Um, now, uh, Zach Taylor, coach for the Bengals, he definitely has now a guy that, that has a much higher ceiling than Andy Dalton as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Um, you're, when you open the package of Joe Burrow, it's not going to be better than Andy Dalton in 2020. It's not. He, he's not going to be. Um, and that's not realistic to think he, he is going to be. Right. Um, right. But in, I think in a rapid um, rate, and I'm thinking maybe even two years, he will surpass whatever Andy Dalton could bring to you. Yes, yes. So this year, this year you're you're probably not going to see much, but you're not going to see anything better. You're right, anything better than Andy Dalton. Yeah. Um, rookie quarterbacks notoriously struggle, uh, even the best ones that we've ever seen. Yeah, have even yeah, even Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning, they both struggled. Yeah, they either they either didn't. Most quarterbacks, most great quarterbacks, either struggled in their first year or didn't play. Drew Brees did not even play his first year. No, you know, you're right. Uh, Tom Brady didn't play his yeah. first year. How about this? How about the most – Patty Mahomes didn't play. I was going to say, how about uh, Patty Mahomes didn't play his first year? Uh, Lamar Jackson. The past two uh, MVPs, Lamar Jackson didn't even come until the eighth game of the year, but that was because Flacco was actually that bad. So they just brought him in and – And I who's mean, to say that Andy Dalton won't stay with the with – the, uh, you know, he didn't get traded this, this draft. So. Not yet. So who's to say that Andy Dalton won't stay with the Bengals and, and play next year for yeah. the Bengals? I, I honestly don't think that would be a horrible thing. Um, now, what kind of grade do you give that that selection? Uh, I'm going to give it. I guess it's hard. That's hard one to grade because I mean it's pretty much like the obvious. I mean, I give it an A. You know, what can I, you yeah, say, I man? guess you just got to give it an A. It's the right pick. They made the right pick. You're right, man. So and, I mean, um, it's kind of hard to grade because. <laughs> It's just you're. It's like you already knew what was going to happen. So, do you think they should keep Andy Dalton and have him sit one year? Yes. Or do you think he plays right away? I would. I would. I would bring in Andy Dalton. Yeah, this, and, and that's him start. And that's a rough call to make, man. Especially when right now the formula kind of kind of is get a young quarterback and let's get him win while he's cheap. Mm-hmm. And so, all right, man. Moving on to number two pick by the Washington Redskins. Um, one that I think was a no-brainer for us and one that we said that they had to make was Chase Young, defensive end of Ohio State. What you got, Jay? Yeah, he's the highest-graded player in the draft. So, Should be. I mean, you know, I, you got to I got to give him an A for that, yeah. you know, for that pick. I mean, it was it was definitely, like, the obvious pick to make. It was almost like – it's almost like the – you know, everybody compares him to Clowney, but the way I compare him to Clowney is it was almost like the – like the pick they had to make, like when Houston drafted Clowney, like it was pretty much unless they wanted to trade out of that pick, it was going to be Clowney. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So pretty much for them, the only way they weren't taking Chase Young is if for some reason the Bengals decided to take Chase Young. Yeah. Um, how great is it for uh, Ron Rivera and uh, Jack Del Rio to have cornerstones of that defense are Ryan Kerrigan and Chase Young? Yeah. That that how nice is that. Yeah. That front seven. 
is going to be legit. It's going to be scary. Yeah, it's they're building something very slow. Because Kerrigan, even at 31, I think he is, 31 years old, 32 yeah. years old, he's still a beast. Man. Yeah, exactly. So, And uh, I give that an A-plus as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. All right, man. Moving on to Detroit, who a lot of people thought they were going to go ahead and trade this pick. But um, they held strong, stayed steady, and uh, they picked up uh, Jeff Okuda, cornerback from Ohio State. Uh, what do you feel about that? I think they had to stay. I'm okay with them staying because I feel like I don't know if I was mo- I was most worried about the uh, the Giants. I think the Giants probably, even though they do need they needed that offensive line help. Yeah, I think that the Giants, if if, if the Lions would have left Akuda on the board, there's a good chance I think the Giants would have drafted Akuda. Oh, I think so as well. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, I agree 100. So if they would have traded down, they yeah. probably would have lost Akuda. Yeah, no, I think he's fantastic. I agree. He's a freaking stud. And the fact that, you know, they just, they traded with Darius Slay, right? And they acquired uh, Desmond Trufant. But they needed that young stud corner, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And he is absolutely it. Um, My only concern about the Lions is that I think they think they're closer to um, the playoffs, a playoff team than they actually are. And I I feel that they could have gotten rid of that number three pick. and I think they could have probably sold it to um, to the Dolphins and got more picks. Yeah. Uh, and the Dolphins, regardless, I mean, they were they were panicking there for a while. But, um, you know, I, I give it an A personally because that guy, he's 6'1", 205, and the dude can, can cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm totally down with that. I mean, Akuda, I think, is, is definitely the best secondary guy in the entire draft. Yeah, exactly. For sure. And – he might be the second best player in this draft. Behind, yeah, behind dude, how legit is it that the first three players in this draft selected in this draft all were teammates in Ohio State just two years ago? How crazy pretty, is that? Pretty crazy. Now, let's be honest. If you were the recruiters for Ohio State, would you not send every recruit that text message? But just to let you know, <laughs> you come to Ohio State, you've got a good chance of going in. The first you know what round. I'm saying? All right, man. So uh, moving on to the New York Giants, our boy. Um, Joe's favorite team of all teams. Uh, they drafted the number four pick, Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, Georgia. How you feeling, kid? I don't mind the pick. Yep. I like Andrew Thomas. I'd say probably a B plus. But I feel like they could have traded back. That's the, the team I feel thing. like could have traded back, and they could have got Andrew Thomas, you know, around pick yeah. 10, 11, 12. You know, I feel like they could have they could have waited. They could have traded – uh, they could have traded with the Chargers, so that to make sure the Chargers got their quarterback. That would have made a very interesting draft. And they could have moved back two spots and picked something yeah. else up. Move back two spots, pick something else up, and had the um, you know, had the same exact guy that they wanted. Yeah, I so agree. I yeah. feel like they missed an opportunity. They got the guy they wanted. Yeah, but, but they I could feel like they missed an opportunity. It. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with one hundred percent. Um, I mean, it's great size, right? Six five, three fifteen. He's got great hands, great footwork. Um, the one man on the Giants that should be happy is uh, Saquon Barkley. But this yeah, yeah, this guy's going to move guys for yeah. Barkley for sure. I, I personally, I give it an A, but you've I before the show I gave it an A, but because you're probably right, and they probably could have bankrolled this into something more. They did, they didn't lose a lot. No, but still, it's something, right? Right. On a team that's definitely not contending tonight. Right. So, all right. Um, number five, the Miami Dolphins. Um, 
it looks like the tank for Tua actually happened. It worked. Uh, it worked, <laughs> man. They picked up Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback of Alabama. Um, all the smoke screen that this team put out that they didn't like Tua, and we all know every bit of news you hear before the draft is a lie. Yeah. And they absolutely lied um, because I think this was going to be their pick no matter what they did, to be honest. As long as he didn't get taken. That's it. Prior. Yeah. Um, but how are you feeling about him, man? Um, I, I, like I said, I, I really like Tua, but my biggest worry is him, him not taking care of himself. Whatever. I mean, he, he's a workout warrior, so I'm not, not like, not in that regard. Yeah. You know, you know, he's going to eat the right stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, he's going to take care of his but body. But he's not big, man. He's not big. He's no, he's six foot two seventeen, And he puts himself kind of like, kind of like, uh, RG three. He puts himself in unnecessary. Oh yeah. Danger. Harm's way. For no no risk reward out of it right. at all right and I, I hate I hate it man I hate I hate but I, I think he's a very talented guy yeah um but I think that's I think that's that might haunt him yeah I've um, t- I've been on record here to say that I think he's actually going to be the bust of the draft you think um, so I mean I've said it here I've said it here before he has man. the talent man he has yeah. the talent to there's be, no doubt but he has the I talent honestly to be think the best, probably the best quarterback in the after he got hurt a couple times in Alabama both of his ankles and one his knee when they all everything had to get cleaned up. Um, he got skittish in that pocket, man. And in the NFL, it's not going to get any better. Mm-hmm. It's really not. I'm just hoping that they redshirt him a year and let him sit behind Fitzmagic and let him do his yeah, thing, man. Yeah, he can't play the first year. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I would love nothing more than to be absolutely incorrect about that kid. I would love nothing more than that. I, I think he definitely has the talent to be a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Like I said, my biggest worry is just him putting yeah. himself in vulnerable spots. Yeah, I just think that a lot of people are comparing him to Russell Wilson, and that might not be fair to him as far as I'm concerned. All right. Uh, number six, you got Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, by the way, I would give that a B grade. Um, yeah, I, I would say – I might say a B plus just for the simple fact that they waited and yeah. didn't give up anything more and still got the guy that That's true. Want. All right, number six, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, they picked up – Justin Herbert, the quarterback from Oregon. What you thinking, guy? Um, I'm I'm not I ain't, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a big Justin Herbert fan. Neither am I. I love it. I'm so glad <laughs> somebody else said it besides me. I'm not I've a big been Justin on an Island with this dude. Kudos to kudos to the Chargers for doing the same thing as the Dolphins, not panicking, yeah. staying in their spot, not trading up, not giving away more of their future for the guy. So I give them kudos for that. They yeah. they held their guns. They got the guy. I believe that the guy they wanted was Justin Herbert. I, I believe I believe they didn't want to. Um, so for them to wait and get the guy that they wanted and not yeah. trade up, that I mean, you got to give them kudos for that. But uh, I just I don't see there's just too much inconsistency from Justin Herbert. He's one of those guys that could literally make any throw on the field. Absolutely, the guy has probably the best arm yeah. in the draft. Um, but the inconsistent decision-making, and one thing that really hurt him, too, is the style of offense that the Ducks ran. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it was pretty uh, – they ran a pretty easy quarterback offense where it takes the pressure off of Herbert. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of screen plays. They ran more screen plays, I believe, than anybody. I might be wrong, but I believe they ran more screen plays than anybody in the nation. Wow. Um, if not, they're in the top three or four. Yeah. So um, they ran a lot of easy quarterback stuff. Yeah. Um, and some of the quarterback stuff, some of the stuff that they did uh, that would showcase his talents, 
you know, he was very hit and miss on. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. He's the prototypical quarterback when it comes to stature, right? Um, he's got a big arm. He's six six. Like, what is he? Two thirty six. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a that's the size of guy you want. Um, the the thing I think that got him drafted was the simple fact that at the Senior Bowl, um, you know, he didn't make a lot of great decisions this year, as far as I'm concerned. But when he went to the Senior Bowl, uh, it was um, Anthony Lynn was there, and they kind of. He, he was pretty receptive about Anthony Lynn's tutelage. So I think that's what kind of made them feel like they could help him grow. Um, but again, I don't think he is a, uh, I think he's a player that's going to have to redshirt his first year and just well, let Tyrod Taylor do the thing. They got Tyrod Taylor. Hey, he, he started, took Buffalo he Bills to the playoffs, bro. He started before. You're uh, right. He's a guy that can definitely, he's, yeah. and he's still in the league. Yep. You know, I mean, he hasn't really started in a while, but he's, he's, it's only been two years. Yeah, he made, he's made his way in the yeah. league. You know, and like I said, he's he on took a roster. Buffalo Bill, the Buffalo Bills in playoffs. Um, you know, so you can't be mad about that. Um, I will say what Justin Herbert is. He has pretty uh, underrated athleticism. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, uh, you know, kind of like uh, like Patrick Mahomes' athleticism. Yeah. You know, he's not he's not Lamar Jackson's by any means, but he can he can boot, scoot, and boogie. You know, yeah, right? So, and I give that so, I give that I give that a B, a solid B. Yeah. So, all right, sliding on to the uh, Carolina Panthers where they've decided to go defense, and they picked up Derek Brown, the defensive tackle from Auburn. Um, what do you think about that? This might be my favorite pick. I was going to say the same thing, bro. Draft. I love it. I absolutely love Me too. Derek Brown. Me too. Um, I think – That is the biggest number five I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he is a monster, yeah. dude. That dude is so strong. Um, Six, five. 326 and moves like that. Yes. And the last guy that, that that he basically mimics he mimics um uh from the Rams. What's his name? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. He's he's not as quite uh as an athlete as Aaron Donald, right. I don't think. But he basically he basically mimics Aaron Donald. I mean he's um, got the size, he's got the footwork. I mean He's he's going to be definitely somebody who's going to just show up backfields. I think so. Way. I I have to I have to give the Panthers an A here. I think. Yeah, this, I agree. I think this is an amazing pick for the Panthers. Um, and I their think, defense needed help. And their defense, man, their defense needs so much help. And yeah. why not start right there, right exactly. in the middle? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. I agree, hundred percent. All right. Um, and then this is my second favorite pick of the draft. I'm just letting you know this. Um, even even above. What my Ravens did at number eight, the Arizona Cardinals picked up Isaiah Simmons, linebacker from Clemson. Um, I'm just gonna tell you right now, I love that dude. I mean, you don't know if he's a safety, you don't know if he's a linebacker, <clears> you <throat> don't know if he's a corner. Where are you putting him? <laughs> it, yes, that's where I'm putting him. His his it should not say linebacker Clemson. It should just say defense because you don't know. DS defensive yeah, specialist. He's unbelievable, bro. Yeah, he's he's pretty crazy. Um, I I would love to see him put on maybe like uh, just not a lot, just maybe like ten pounds, yeah, a muscle mass, you know. If he's going to stay down that linebacker, and, position. yeah, and play just yeah, play outside linebacker, yeah. Um, he's a he's a great pass rusher. He can. I mean, there's. I mean, he's one of. Man, I don't. And you I can't even think of somebody that to compare him to. He's Tyron Matthews. That's what think I think. So? Yeah, that's what I think. Yep. You know, uh, maybe uh, Buchanan. You yeah, know, those are the kind of guys that me to compare him to. Yeah, him. I mean, just, those are the hyper he's players. He's a special, yeah. special guy. Because you're right. He, he could drop – he could stay exactly where he is and be a free safety. He could drop 10 and move to corner, or he could increase 10 and move or stay at linebacker. So 
that's he's going to be awesome. He's going to be a stud, man. I agree. Then I give that an A plus as far as I'm yeah. Concerned. I'm going to give that. I mean, for them to get him at number eight too. Yes. I mean, you know, he this guy's probably a top four, top five player in this draft. Absolutely. For them to get him at number eight, that's Absolutely. that's that's a steal. My grade for Justin Herbert, by the way, was a C plus. Oh, you're killing me, kid. <laughs> All I'm, right, I'm not too happy with Justin. All right, now slide on number nine. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars. They pick up C.J. Henderson, the quarterback for. Or, I'm sorry, the cornerback from Florida. Um, solid player, you know. Um, what do you got? Yeah, he's a he's a uh, he's a good he's a good good cover guy. Yeah, I mean he might, he's probably one of the better, if not the best, one of the best cover guys in the in the business. His his problem is in. Um, the one thing that I that I do know about his issues is that he is not very physical, uh, whether it's at press coverage, which you got to play a lot of press coverage mm-hmm. in this league, and he's not very physical at the point of attack, at the high point of the ball, which, which is for me, for me that's a big no no. Oh, that it's it's huge, right? That's the thing you got to uh, the ball's in the air. Who's coming down with it? And that's yeah. that's that's what it comes down to. Um, so. But the Jaguars needed it, man. After getting rid of AJ Boye and Jalen Ramsey, they needed something, man. They were their secondary was definitely hurting, you know, big time. Um, I think I I possibly feel like they could have. Um, I don't want to say this was a reach, but I mean, I think they could have probably addressed a couple more issues that they have. Yeah, I definitely no, I definitely think it was a reach. I think they definitely could have moved back. I mean, the the um, the Bucks were looking to move up. You know? Yeah. I mean, they could have. They could have moved. Bucks could have moved up to number nine. Yeah, but you know what? It's the most Jacksonvilleian thing that that could have happened in the draft. Yeah, I'm probably gonna. I would say probably like a C plus. On there you one. go. All right, we gotta take a little bit of a break here. We gotta pay a couple bills. Uh, when we come back, we are gonna go ahead and start with the number ten pick with the Cleveland Browns. We'll be right back. Welcome back, sports fans, to what J&J Say Sports. Uh, we're hitting the draft pretty hard and heavy right now. We're just taking care of the first round. Uh, we already did the picks one through nine. So uh, we're going to go ahead and take off on Cleveland Brown, the number 10 pick. They picked up my man Jedrick Wills, the offensive tackle from Alabama. What you got, Jay? Uh, yeah, he's definitely the most – for. I think this might be the best ta- tackle for the Browns because the Browns, are. I feel like they're ready now. You know what I mean? They got to like, make some kind of. Lead. They got the talent, you know what I mean. So, yeah. uh, and he will Wills is probably the most ready now. I don't know if he's gonna. And, and when it's all said and done, I don't know if he's gonna be the best tackle in this draft, but he's probably the most NFL prepared. Um, no, you're you're probably right about that. The, the I really like what the Browns are trying to build right now because we kept saying it last year. The Browns didn't know who the heck they actually were. They don't know. They I, I don't think they've actually turned around and looked in their backfield before and saw the stud that's back there. As far as I'm concerned, Chubb is a stud, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, you kept saying it last year, man. You, you're living the Chubb life, yep. right? And Kareem Hunt. And I'm is with not you. Not bad either. Yeah, exactly. To spell he's, him, he's great too. So they signed John Conklin, right? So that was pretty cool. I mean, I'm sorry, Jack Conklin. Uh, Jack Conklin. Conklin. Thank yeah. you. Good lord. Yeah. Um, so they signed him, which was great. You know, he he's great. He's going to be able to replace uh, Greg Robinson. Uh, on the left side, but Wills, man, on the right at Alabama, I mean, he is athletic enough to make that transition. Yeah. So I definitely yeah, I, think I mean, he's great. He, and he, like, he's the perfect tackle, too. Not only is he probably the most NFL-ready of all the tackles, but he's, like, the perfect tackle for this team. 
you know. Yeah, he's so. definitely a run. Um, uh, he's definitely a powerful run blocker. He's just going to need a little bit of help with the um, pass blocking, which you can't be mad about that. No. Nope. Um, I give that a B, quite frankly, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'd say B, B plus. Yeah. Probably B plus for the match. Yep. All right, moving on to New York Jets, who picked up uh, Makai Becton, Mount Becton, the offensive tackle from Louisville. Um, what you got about that, Jay? Yeah, the freak. Six, Six. seven, three hundred and sixty-four pounds. Yeah, um, yeah. Mount Becton is a—he's a pretty big dude, uh, and he's uber athletic too. Like this, this guy, he's like—I feel like he's gonna be like a project guy. You know what I mean? Like I feel like this could be definitely be the real best tackle in this draft. Yeah. You know, he has a potential. Um, but I feel like he also has the potential to be the worst tackle in this first round. Maybe not the worst tackle in the draft, but the worst tackle in the first round. As so, in, is that because of he just needs a lot of work? Oh yeah, I, I mean, like. but he's he's shown he can he he's definitely willing to work hard. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. He's a hard um, worker, man. And he sure. is the dude is smooth, man. For especially being six foot seven, yes, he's smooth, man. So I mean, and you can't teach that. Yep. You know what I mean? I agree. Um, I really like you because the one person that should be happier than uh, a pig in mud is uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, yeah, this is you a know. big, this is a great pickup for Bell because they decided they were going to address that running situation before they worried about replacing Robbie Anderson, and I absolutely love that. And yep. I really thought they were going to try to replace Robbie Anderson right away. Yeah, with the, with a Judy or yeah. a Teeny Lamb with or anyone, Ruggs yeah, or whoever. Mm-hmm. Now so. they decided to go with the offensive and line. I did, I give it a B. Yeah, I say a B is fine. Yeah, but, so. especially for the potential. I mean, that's it. Like That's I said, he, the dude has the potential to be a game-changing tackle. Which you know what I mean? Yep. So, All right, now sliding on to uh, number 12, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they picked up the wide receiver from Alabama, Henry Ruggs III. Um, how do you feel, kid? Um, I don't mind Henry Ruggs on the Raiders. Yeah. I just feel like this was way too early, and if, if Ruggs was definitely their guy, they could have moved – at least to, you know, at least to like 16 yeah. or something. You know, they can move back at least, I want to say some, probably somewhere around five spaces. They could have moved back five, six spaces, even, maybe even more, and still took Henry Ruggs. This is going to be the craziest thing I'm probably going to say in this draft as far as I'm concerned. I give this an A, but he's probably the fourth best receiver in the draft. That's how I feel about this. <laughs> he's not a burner, okay? Uh, he's not one that's going to stretch the field. But he's a guy who can score in the red zone. And that is a problem that they had um, because the only red zone threat they even had, uh, the Raiders did last year, was your boy Waller. Um, so um, he's not a big guy. He's, he's what, 5'11", 190-ish, something yeah, like that? Yeah, he's real small. Yeah, so. He's like Hollywood Brown small. Yeah. Can, he, can he become a – Number one guy, he's got the talent, but um, you know, I'm just, I think I, I really makes me wonder if this is a reach because he reminds me of Antonio Brown. Reminds you of Antonio Brown. He reminds me of um, uh, what's his name on the uh, Chiefs. Oh um, God, why are we drawing a blank? Oh, we know what we're talking about. It'll come to us. All right, but uh, anyway, I think. I, th- I just feel like they could have moved back and took Henry Ruggs. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. With that. I, I, I think – I just think uh, – I give it a C-plus just for the 
Oh, wow. I give it C plus for timing. Wow, C plus for timing. Yes. Holy cow. And I think that they drafted. I think that they drafted, like you said, the fourth best receiver, Harden. You know, yeah. third. I think they drafted the third, at least the third best receiver. Yeah, in my mind. at least right. You yeah. know what I mean? CD Lamb, Judy. And they took him early. I gotta, yeah. I gotta give him. I mean, I like, I like rugs. Yeah. But I gotta give him. I gotta give him a C, a C plus for that because just because of the timing is absolutely. Yeah. I think he was just as surprised as anybody that he got picked before at least CD Lamb and Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. So, all right, man, sliding on to uh, number 13, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got that from the Colts. Um, they, they got via, via the Niners. Via the 49ers. So, or, or from the 49ers via the Colts. It's the 49ers pick. The 49ers pick who they traded to the Colts that the Colts traded to the Bucks. So, and for that, they wound up picking up um, the offensive tackle out of Iowa, Tristan Wirth. What do you think, kid? I think just like just like um, Becton, yeah. Worfs is a little bit of a project. Um, I feel like I feel like in the long run, I really wanted to see the Bucks pick up a running back. Okay, I wanted to see him trade out of that pick. Yeah, and I wanted to see him trade back to the back end of the first round and take a running back. Is what I really wanted to see. Um, because I felt like that was going to help them more protecting Brady than picking up a tackle, especially a tackle that needs a little bit of development. Yeah, by the time he's ready to play, um, Brady's, Brady's probably, probably going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> However, Tristan Wirfs, I'm big on Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. I'm big on former uh, – I'm big on football players who also wrestled. Um, I'm, I'm big, in, big into wrestling, and I think that – because uh, wrestling is such a great sport for for football players, especially the bigger you are, yeah. the more important wrestling is. You know, the bigger the bigger position that you play, like offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, you know, whatever. Right. Um, I feel like it's it's such a huge important thing, um, and uh, his athleticism is off the charts. His strength uh, is phenomenal for. I mean, I want to say for his size, he's three twenty, so he's not—he's not—he's a—he's a big, good size guy. Yeah, he's six a big five, three twenty. But he's just—he's super strong. He, he broke the power clean record there in uh, in Iowa, That's um, and he, uh, which was held by uh, Brandon Scherf. Oh really? Yeah, from uh, from awesome. the Redskins. Yeah. So I mean, he's a special player. Worse is he's—he's he's somebody that's going to take a while. Um, it's kind of—he's somebody that's going to hurt the franchise now. You do, you really think so? I think so. Let me tell you why I think you're wrong. All right, ready? I'm going to change your mind right now. All right? <laughs> and I can never change your mind. So, if Jameis Winston was back there, Jameis Winston has a propensity to hold the ball, right? Mm-hmm. What is the one thing that Tom Brady does in quarterback? He get, gets rid of that ball as quickly as humanly possible. Especially later in his career. Yes, which then means old boy doesn't have to hold his blocks very long. So yeah. he can build into that right tackle spot. By just learning under fire and not and not being any detriment to Tom Brady, but he's big enough where he can move things on the run game. The reason I think it's going to hurt them, and I agree with you, and I like I like your take on that. But the reason I think it's going to hurt them is they could have gotten somebody special at running back that's going to 
that's going to be able to sit back there and protect Brady, yeah. be a weapon out of the, out of the backfield in the receiving game, and also be that power runner that they needed, <clears throat> along with having Ronald Jones being a spy a spy back. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. Um, so I was just really, I wouldn't say I was surprised because it's it's probably I was surprised. It's probably the right pick to make in the yeah. long run. It's just. When you're loading up, the Bucks are in a win now. Yeah, you're loading up your roster, and you would think that you would pick what's going to make. Lynch is doing some things, man. Because if if he's operating on a different level right now, because if they're in win mode right now, uh, and he has the ability, uh, if they're in win mode right now, and he has the ability to think into the future, that man's operating on a different level as far as Mm -hmm. I'm concerned. So, all right, man. Um, and I give that a B, quite frankly, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I I give it at least a B plus. All right, so I'll uh, move on to the 14th pick that came from uh, from the Buccaneers. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers picked up uh, Javon Kinlaw, the defensive tackle of South Carolina. I love this kid. I'm yeah. Just oh, yeah, he's he's definitely a special athlete for sure. Um, and you know the Niners know how to pick their defensive yeah. line. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, uh, they don't miss <laughs> on defensive no. line. And, and so. the fact that they got Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, and now Kinlaw in there, yeah, bro. I'm not mad at all. Yeah, I mean some teams, some teams like to start from the back and head to the front. They want to, they want to spend their money in the back. Yeah, and uh, and draft the guys in the front. Some guys do it opposite. Some guys spend their money up front and draft in the back. Yeah, um, and that's the Niners, man. They draft in the front for sure. Now my. I'll be honest, man. I probably would have put my house on it that they were going to pick up a wide receiver. You know, if I had to bet something, I, that's what I would have Well, I'm glad you made that bet because they did. Well, <laughs> Not yeah. right there, but they did. So, um, and I give that an A as far as I'm concerned. For that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, listen, they, they are, uh, they're like batting a thousand on their defensive linemen. So, um, I, until it breaks, I'm rolling with it. That's true. So. I'll give it an A, too. All right, man. Uh, the number 15 pick belongs to the Denver Broncos, so they picked a wide receiver, uh, Jerry Judy out of Alabama. What you thinking, man? Yeah, I mean, for the 15th pick, that's a that's an awesome pick. It's a value pick, bro. It's a value pick, yeah. um, you know, and I feel like the the Broncos, you know, they, they played a lot better at the end of the season. Um, and They're putting together a squad, too, yeah, right now for, this, for Drew Locke. Yeah, yeah, this is... Uh, he may be the weakest point of their offense right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. I mean, um, they got Melvin Gordon, yeah. right? Phil they, Lindsay, Phil they Lindsay. didn't trade him. Yeah, they didn't get rid of him, which, Royce, which Royce we Freeman. thought they could have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and then they just start... Man, they are just... Royce stopping. Freeman, uh, Sutton, yep. Noah Fant. Noah Fant, yep, you're right. Jerry Judy, I mean, he's got... Locke's got weapons yeah. galore. Hamilton in the slot. I mean, they, they got some stuff going on right, mm-hmm. right there. Uh, but Judy, he is definitely one of the best route runners, as far as I'm um, concerned. Um, a lot of scouts you know. say that he's 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 one of the he's like a a lot of scouts are saying he's like a top three best route runner they've ever seen. Well, that's pretty good, man. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard mold, I've heard some scouts even say he's the best route runner that they've wow. ever seen. Well, he is the classic, or if I'll use a big word today, my word day calendar. He is the quintessential uh, field stretcher, man. You know what I mean? Um, he he. Can take care of the intermediate routes, but can also stretch the field. Which and the weird thing is, he did not have a fast forty time. So, like, it's like the we always talk about football speed, though, right? Yeah, it's you know? yeah, it's his separation. If you look at his separation, it's incredible. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, 
I, I give that pick a B as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, I think I think I give it a for value. I think I give it like an A minus. Yeah, you can't be mad about that because the value is it's it's good value, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, moving on number sixteen, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, they picked up the cornerback AJ Terrell out of Clemson. Um, that dude can play, man. Um, I think this was the big time reach. Oh, you think it's a reach? Yeah, I think oh. it's a big time reach. They needed a cornerback. They did. Uh, but I got, I got, I had a couple other cornerbacks higher on my board. Right. You know, so if they really, really wanted Terrell, I really feel like they could have traded down and still got him. Right. No, no problem. Oh man. So um, I'm actually, I don't, I don't want to say it's a D because I do like, I think Terrell's a good player, but I just feel like with the reach and everything, I'm almost wanting to give it like a D plus. What? But I'll say, I'll say, I'll say C minus. All right, man. Look. This I'll kid, say C look, he can, he definitely has the cover skills that he can cover the slot man or he can cover somebody on the outside, right? Um, he his main issue is honestly just going to be things that he can work work at, which is just his technique and hands. And I think that's something that he can grow. I I, I honestly think you're going to be surprised by the end of next year how well he plays. Well, I have to what look into that? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I, he's, oh man, because I'm giving it a B minus, man. I feel like he was an early second round guy. All right, man. All I right. feel like he was an early second round guy. Um, obviously, they really liked him because they stayed right where they, they didn't yeah, trade back they didn't for trade him. Back. They stayed right where they are, took the guy they wanted. So obviously, the I just obviously think his, the Falcons. Really I just think his him. versatility, the fact that he can cover all all aspects of the field, are is something that really looked good to them. And they needed some help there, especially when trading away um, uh, Desmond Trufant. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Number seventeen, America's team, the Cal, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they got. C.D. Lamb, wide receiver at Oklahoma. Um, talk about value. A plus. I agree. It's an A plus pick. <laughs> it's an A plus pick. pick for value. I think it's an A plus pick for. I don't even think the, the Cowboys were going to yeah. take C.D. Lamb. I, I think mean, they already had their eyes and mind on someone else, and the fact that he just fell to him. You had to, I think, right? Yeah, I think Jerry was just like, "Oh my God!" My question how do we is, not take here's the crazy Lamb thing: seventeen, right? Wasn't seventeen? Yeah, seventeen. Yeah, how do we not take C.D. Lamb at seventeen? Here's the question, man. All right, so they lost Randall Cobb, right? Um, no big deal because Judy, I feel, is better than Randall Cobb. But by the end of the year, he might be better than Amari Cooper, who they just gave $100 million to. Mm -hmm. He could be their number one guy. Because Amari Cooper does not want to be their number one guy. You might, I wouldn't be surprised if you end up seeing by the end of the year, you end up seeing a trade. After they gave him $100 million, oh, that would be crazy. Amari Cooper. It would be know. hard because you're going to have to get, because they're not going to want to take any of that money. Bro, but they, Lamb, they're not going to want to take any of that deal. No, of course so not. So if they trade him, it's going to have to think about it. You have Lamb, take, you have Cooper, Cooper, and Gallup. Gallup. Yeah. Uh, you can't be mad about that, man. You know? I mean, this team was already, the Cowboys we were talking about was already one of the best loaded rosters. You know, they have a con- Super Bowl contending roster. Yeah. Listen you know, to this. I feel like, uh, right. and that just makes them even better. I mean, hopefully for the Cowboys' sake that McCarthy can be the guy that puts this whole thing together, and maybe they can make a run in the playoffs. But roster wise, just yeah. looking at their talent, this team is ultra talented, man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how talented CD Lamb is. I had to write this down, and then I had to look it up and make sure it was right. <laughs> He needed only 58 receptions to get 1,208 yards, 14 touchdowns in 13 games in college. That's with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, who really can't throw the ball. No. No. 
And Jalen Hurts sucks. He was he <laughs> was out there and say the only real wide receiver they had on that team. Unreal, man. So uh, I give that an A plus. Mm-hmm. And Cowboys are the luckiest team in the history of teams. Yeah, for them to proceed to land the fall. Fall right in their lap. All right, man. So uh, number eighteen, one of uh, the Miami Dolphins' two hundred sixty-five picks that they got from the Steelers when they traded away um, Mika Fitzpatrick. They picked up offensive tackle from USC, Austin Jackson. Uh, what do you think, man? Uh, I, I feel it's a reach. I feel like it was a little bit of reach. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not against Austin Jackson. Um, I obviously I like him. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Trojan. But I feel like they could have took Austin Jackson with their uh, their pick that they got. Well, I mean, they got it from Green Bay. At th- they probably could have took Austin Jackson at pick 30. And if not... I think they could have picked him in later rounds, man. You think so? Oh, yeah. Even in later rounds? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, uh, I don't know. I don't think he, Austin Jackson... I don't think he would have fell out of, out of the second round for sure. Right. I think he definitely would have been in the second round. Um, but they definitely, if they really wanted him and they won, I think they, even if they took him at that one pick they had, I don't remember what it was. I want to say it was 26, right. which ended up, they ended up moving to Green Bay. Even if they would have took him with that 26th pick, I think that um, it would have been possibly a little bit of a reach right there at 26. So they definitely, once they traded Green Bay, they could have waited and I feel like they could have took Austin Jackson at, at thirty, if not stay at twenty, if not stay at twenty six and take him at twenty six. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, I just feel like it was a little bit of a reach. I, I like Austin Jackson. I think he's going to be a, a pretty quality starter. Right. Um, but I just feel like I just feel like they definitely a reach, man. Yeah, I give it a C at best. Yeah, as far as I'm, I'm going to say a C. Yeah. All right. Um, number nineteen, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, they got this pick from the Bears when they traded um, – um, oh, my God, why am I losing my mind? Uh, Khalil Mack, thank Khalil you. Mack. Um, they got Damian Arnett, cornerback from Ohio State. What you thinking, man? Uh, Damian Arnett. Um, I also think Damian Arnett was a little bit of a reach, too. I agree. Um, kind of like they had with uh, Ruggs. They could have took Ruggs with this pick, and, and they could have traded out of – that 12 pick. I mean, they took rugs with the 19th pick. Yeah. I feel like they would have a really good shot at taking rugs with the 19th pick. And, I mean, and they could, they still probably could have got Arnett for whatever they, you know, whatever they traded down to from that 13th pick. They still could have. I just, I feel like they, if, like they didn't try. If they're going, um, <laughs> that's awesome. If, if, if they're going cornerback, why would you not go? rugs at this point right mm-hmm. um i mean i don't understand it doesn't make much sense to me um there's there's two different types of teams um there's teams that win consistently right and then there's teams that fail consistently um and i think it starts right here with the draft those teams that win consistently very rarely pick up players uh or positions that they need they usually pick up the best available Right, and I don't feel like player. the Raiders did that at all. Mm-hmm. So we're we're getting a little bit of a run on that right now. I also feel like they needed they definitely is are a team that really really needed some pass rush, and you had some really really good uh, a guy we're about to talk about Chase on. Um, you know, you had some really really good guys that can make plays. You know, um, and at the quarterback and. 
I just feel like, man, their biggest need was was pass rush, and I feel like they they really didn't really address it very well. Yeah, it's so. funny because they got rid of uh, Coolio Mack and picked up uh, who who helps with the with the uh, pass rush. Yeah, they were in the bottom five for pass rush last yeah. year. So, and it was noticeable. The loss of him was noticeable. So, all right, man, sliding on to uh, Jacksonville's next pick at number twenty from the Rams. They got um like Calavian, is Chase it on. Chase on right? Calavian yeah, Chase on. Yep. Uh, the outside linebacker from LSU. LSU. Yep. What are you thinking, man? I think he's one of the more underrated players in the in this in mm-hmm. this draft. I think that he was on a, a, a team with a loaded roster. Um, you know, and yeah. I think he's uh, I think he's overlooked a little bit. Um, I really like this pick for the for the Jaguars. He's a he's I think he's a guy that he he could do it all, man. He he's he's play all over the field. Um. You know, he can rush the quarterback. He can drop back in the in the coverage. He, I love his motor. I love his motor. Like, the dude doesn't quit, no matter what. And this is definitely something that they needed. Um, losing Clayus Campbell, right? Uh, that's just that's just going to hurt. So that's that right there. Um, and you're going to be able to um, – and they're, they're a little, little weak at linebacker. Um, next to Miles Jack and uh, what's his name um, – Schobert, mm-hmm. um, I think this this addresses the issues of them being a little weak there. Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely is a place that a spot that they needed, and yeah. and I I don't really see anything that Chason is really like bad at. No, he's you good. I mean? I mean, he's good in zone coverage, but quite frankly, let's be honest, they're probably not even going to put him in that very much. We're going to have him attack at the uh, down techniques. Mm-hmm. But um, all right, I like it, man. You're right. Yep. Um, number 21, the Philadelphia Eagles got something they desperately needed, which was a uh, wide receiver. But they picked uh, Jalen Rager from uh, TCU. What you thinking, man? Definitely second to third round talent. I agree. Um, I think this this could possibly be the worst pick in the draft yeah. in the first round. This could possibly be the worst first round pick. It's It's got to be close, if not. I mean, listen, I understand the need for wide receiver. With Alshon Jeffrey, you know, getting – let's be honest, he's wearing down. He's getting beat down. You got D-Jack, who is hurt, and Nelson Aguilar, he's gone. So, I know they needed help at the wide receiver position, but this this may be the reach of all reaches. Yeah, and I don't even feel like they got the best receiver available. Uh, no, I don't even – no, not even close. I, I mean, don't feel like they did. No. I, I think, quite frankly, I think they did the – Rago has a chance to be productive in his first year, just considering the situation. You know, um, he has a good chance of being a starter, first-year starter. That's, um, yeah, because of where he's at. Right, yeah. right. So he has a chance of being productive. But, I I, mean, I honestly could see him doing more damage on kick return and punt return than anything, to be honest. I mean, he's really good right, uh, after the catch. I ain't going to argue that at all, so. All right, man. I, I'd say that's maybe my best. I'd say B-minus is what I'm giving that. Yeah, I'd probably say a C. Yeah. I see. Just uh, and the only reason I'm probably giving him a C is because they 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 drafted someone they can use. Yeah, definitely drafted somebody they can use. There's no doubt right. about that. All right, man. Number twenty two, the Minnesota Vikings got their pick from the Bills. Um, that uh, replacing, uh, they decided they're going to try to replace Stefan Diggs with Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver at LSU. Um, I really like Jefferson, to be honest with you. You know. I like Jefferson. I like him. I really like Jefferson in the slot. He's not going to be able to line up on the outside like like Stephon Diggs did. I don't right. think. So 
but I really like Jefferson in the slot. Yeah. Which the slot receiver is pretty much a starting position now in the NFL. Well, that's true. And his speed is absolutely underrated. Um, but in the slot, he'll be a big slot receiver at, at 6'1", 202, I think he is, 205, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but um, uh, I like Justin Jefferson, but I don't know how much of an immediate impact he's going to have in the NFL um, because he's coming from one of the most prolific offenses uh, that the college has seen. Yeah, and I really feel like it was going to be more important for them to address needs in other positions. Yeah, I wouldn't even say needs. Like I feel like I feel like they had a chance to make better impact in different spots. That's true. So, all right. So what we're gonna do here is we gotta take a little break. Uh, when we come back, we are gonna go over the number twenty-three pick, the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> Welcome back, sports fans, to What J&J Say Sports. We're hitting the NFL draft pretty hard, and uh, we're going to keep on keeping on with the number 23, the Los Angeles Chargers. They picked up uh, with a trade from the pa- uh, the Patriots, uh, Kenneth Murray, linebacker of Oklahoma. What you got, Jay? I like Kenneth Murray. I think he's a good linebacker. I think he's going to do well for the Chargers. Um, I just feel like there was a way better middle linebacker in this draft that they could have took. I agree. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so I'm not really hating the pick, um, you know, because I feel like he's definitely going to help him out yeah. immediately too. Um, but the, I just – I, I would say they, just a, a B yeah, in my mind just because I feel like they, they could have – I want to say A. I really do because they jumped back into the first round to get ahead of the Saints, Ravens, and Backers who all needed the linebacker position. Um, but uh, I think they – they didn't get the best available linebackers, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Even though I do like Murray. I do like Murray, um, too. So, uh, I just figured if they were going to move up and get to that spot, they would take a different guy. I agree. So, all right, man, number 24, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they picked up uh, Cesar Ruiz, the center slash guard for Michigan. What you got, Jay? I think that I really like this pick. And the reason I really like this pick is the Saints are in a win-now mode. Yep. And he's somebody, Ruiz is somebody that is high in character yeah. and fits their mold and is somebody that can make an impact right away. Right. He can be their day one uh, starter at center. And with, the fact that Drew Brees. next year, he's uh, super smart. Too. Warford's going to be gone, you know, so that's just going to help him out. And I agree. And, and that's and, fine. They can move him to guard. They could, they could do, he yeah. could play guard or center. I think he's better. I think Rez is better at center, but you know, I mean, it's fine where anywhere, anywhere they put him on the interior line, he's he's, he's super smart and he's yeah. he's like I said, he has good character. He's a hard worker, um, you know. So I mean, there's nothing to not like about Ruiz. Right. Th- just last year they drafted uh, Eric McCoy for center in the second round, so I, I'd expect them to move him over. I would probably say for the Saints, I'd probably grade it like an A minus, just for the fact that Ruiz was not the best player available. Right, I gave it a B. I was gonna say, I figured just because he's not the best player available, but like I said, he's. I love the fact that he's gonna fit this team right away, and he's he's everything that the Saints will be looking for in a center. You're right. All right, man. Number twenty-five, San Francisco 49ers from the Vikings. Uh, they picked up the wide receiver Arizona State. The Brandon is it Ayuk? Um, yep. He's going to be there to replace um, Emmanuel Sanders. 
Yep. So what Sun you got? Devils. Uh, yeah, I definitely like it. Um, I feel like that he's, you know, he's definitely he's a. Not only does he meet a need, but he was one of the better players that were still available. You know. Yeah. Um, so. I'm I'm not hating it. I think it's a good pick. I'm say probably like a B, maybe B plus. I agree. I mean, he's going to be a great complement with Debo Samuel's and George Kittle, uh, both working outside and inside. Um, really, he's he's a slot receiver with a lot of quickness. So I agree, man. Uh, probably B on that. All right. Now here's the one that you and I have talked about. Uh, we <laughs> we had to stop talking so our conversations could stay organic. Um, but at number twenty six, the Green Bay Packers from the Texans. From the Dolphins, um, Jordan Love, quarterback from Utah State. What you doing, man? This makes me want to throw up. <laughs> makes me want to throw up. This is, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I was wrong about calling uh, Rager or um, AJ Terrell. Maybe I was wrong about calling them to the first, the worst, the worst picks in the picks first round. In the first round. <sighs> we're gonna we're gonna have to do a, a special on this, but. Like you were talking about earlier, they they have completely wasted Aaron Rodgers' career. I feel completely. like the Packers have completely wasted their career. The, to me, this is another pick showing how much they've wasted his career. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against Jordan Love. Um, I got very mixed feelings with Jordan Love, uh, but I just feel like Aaron still is going to be a top quarterback in this league top 10 quarterback in this league for at least this year, next year, and maybe the year after that. Right. Okay. And you have a very, very small window and you have a team. Yes, they went 13 and three, but you have a team that has, let's call it, they're Swiss cheese, man. They're Swiss cheese. They got so many holes on this team. They're the luckiest 13 and three team in the world. (laughs) They got so many holes on this team. And uh, for them to go and make a move like this, you know, I don't know if it just shows, if, how much dedication they have towards getting over the top during Rogers' career. 25 years, two Super Bowls, two Hall of Fame, amazing prolific passers. And two Super Bowls. It's, That's not going to get it done. No, it's bad. It's um, terrible. But it's the most Packer thing that could happen. Who do you think had more chances or better teams, you know, more chances? Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers? I'm going to do a say Favre by Lane. Favre so. had a lot. I feel his like teams were way better. Slide. Yeah. The problem like is he played slide. in a he played in a time that the teams were a lot better than he was playing against too, to be fair. But um the I just know look they did it to Favre when he was thirty five. Now Rogers is turning thirty six. They did it to him. It's just what they're gonna do, man. You know? Um do I think it's gonna help win now? No. no but I also but I also think that what this says to Aaron Rodgers is we think Matt LaFleur is going to be here longer than you, Pimpin. So, can't argue that. That's what. That's how I feel about that. Can't argue that. So, um, it's funny, man, because also uh, Aaron Rodgers, they did it to Favre, you know, when he was 35. Rodgers, 35, turned 36. And it was April 23rd also. <laughs> Same day. Same day. <laughs> All right, man, number 27, the Seattle Seahawks take Jordan Brooks, the linebacker from Texas Tech. Um I'm not feeling this, man. I think this um, is the reach of reaches. I agree. I think I'm not high on Jordan Brooks either, but it's it's so hard with their history of drafting, you know, quality linebackers. Yeah. It's so hard to go against it because, like, they have a pretty good track record of picking up linebackers, man. You know? 
they have a really good track record of picking up linebackers. But the the guys that they pick up are usually freak athletes who can cover in space. And this dude can't cover. You know what I mean? Like he can get to the ball carrier though. That's it. You're right, but <laughs> that's the not the game carrier. anymore, man. You yeah. know that's the problem. You've got that to be, be able the to game in coverage. their division though, huh? It might be. Well, maybe not the game. In the, how much is are you this kidding pick, me? How much is this pick for the 49ers? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Let's pick that. I think I feel like that pick was to beat the 49ers. <laughs> Because he's like that, he is the perfect guy to go up against the 49ers. I feel like I feel like Jordan Brooks is the perfect is a perfect. I wouldn't say like the answer to beating the 49ers, but he's like the perfect antidote. Like he's that's assuming though. Uh, let's be honest, man. That's assuming that um, uh, Garoppolo doesn't other... figure out how to actually throw the ball. Right. I don't know how many other teams he's going to help them beat. But I know he's going to help him against the 49ers. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I know that for well, sure. As far as I'm concerned, I give this a D. That's my. Favorite. You give it a D. Um, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say C plus. Oh my god. And I'm only gonna say C plus. Is that on a curve? No, I'm only gonna say <laughs> C plus because it's hard. Like I said, it's hard for me to go against the Seahawks when picking linebackers because they've done such a great job. So the only thing that's going to help him is the fact that Bobby Wagner is going to be there. It's definitely a possible. Uh, it's definitely a possible D, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say C C plus, just because uh, just because their history in picking linebackers and then nothing's really changed in Seattle. All right, now uh, moving on to the number twenty eight pick, my Baltimore Ravens, who um, I think got the steal of the draft as far as I'm concerned in Patrick Queen, linebacker from LSU. Which I think he is the best pick since in this first round since CD Lamb. Yeah, that's a lot of value there. You're right. I think he is the best. If I I'm looking at this, I'm looking at everybody that's been taken since CD Lamb. I don't know if he's a better pick than CD Lamb, but I'm looking at everybody that's been taken since CD Lamb. I think he's arguably, uh, you know, there with CD Lamb. I just yeah. don't know. Um, but I think at least from from after C.D. Lamb, from the 18th pick, which was the Dolphins, Austin Jackson, I think he's the best pick in basically the second half of this draft, of yeah. this first round. He he can – I mean, the man can – he can definitely play downhill against the run, and he can move all over the field in coverage. Mm-hmm. This is the linebacker that the other teams should have taken, yeah. especially when they – Yeah, when we were talking about – You know, when uh, they traded back in. Yeah, when we were um, talking about Kenneth Murray. Yeah. Uh, getting taken by the the Chargers. Yep. Um, when they traded back in, this is the guy we were talking about that they should talk about the Seahawks yep. taking Jordan. You know, Jordan Brooks. Jordan Brooks. <laughs> Patrick Queen is better than both of those. The guys. only problem is he's a little undersized at two hundred and twenty nine pounds, six foot two, twenty nine. But guess who else was a little undersized that got picked by the Ravens at middle linebacker? <laughs> One Ray Lewis, the goat, and he middle is middle linebacker goat. He has all the same attributes as Ray Lewis. And then you know darn well that he is Ray Lewis can't keep his mitts off of the Ravens. So he's going to be all up in that. Man, there's been so many undersized middle linebackers that have made big impacts. Oh, huge impacts, man. Zach Thomas. um, You know, freaking Singletary was undersized. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's been tons of undersized guys that played middle yeah. linebacker. 
So, and you know what? It's not going to hurt when he just got Clayus Campbell to play right in front of him. Oh, my God. So, all right, man. I give that an A. Yeah, I, I'm going to say A+. Plus. Now, uh, for just, just for the – how, you know, for the value. The, the value is ridiculous. I'm going to say A+. Plus now, the, the 29th pick, which is my man Jason's team, the Tennessee Titans, they picked Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle from Georgia. Uh, what are you thinking about that, Jay? Um, he definitely fits the team. That's for sure. He's a good replacement for Jack. Yeah, yeah. He definitely fits the team. Um, I just feel like, like you said, the good teams draft the best player. The mediocre, the medium. Okay, this is how I look at it. Just like you said, the best teams draft the, the best, best player available. available. Okay, the teams that always sit in the middle draft good players that they need. Yeah. And the teams that always scrape on the bottom continuously bust on their picks. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is a good player that the Titans need. They do need him. They do. But You're right. I feel like he's not the best player available. So, but he's going to be a, a immediate. He's going to be an immediate starter, man. I'm going to say uh, probably a B, B minus, just because he's going to help the team. I agree. I say, I say B, just because he's going to look good. Uh, Next he's to Lawan, across from Lawan, yep. you he's know, look it out there. He's gonna um, help the team, but I just, man, I just, man, I just, I feel like, and one sucky thing for us is we, that that kind of sucks, and I hate to say it, that it kind of sucks, but we made it all the way to the AFC Championship, and honestly, you probably really shouldn't be, shouldn't have been there. <laughs> so for us to have played to above pick, your skis, yeah, yeah. So for us to have to pick at at pick twenty nine, you know, for us to have to drop all the way to pick twenty nine, we say it all the time, man. These teams sometimes you get a team that's about a year early, and your team was about a year early. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Sliding on to the number thirty pick, which again is the Miami Dolphins from the Packers. Uh, They got the cornerback out of Auburn. Go for it, Jay. His name is Uh, Noah Igbenogany. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, Now, at Auburn. <laughs> the, the man stands out as a physical cover man for his size, mm-hmm. um, and he, you know, he can close on on receivers at the yeah, edge he, of the routes. He plays big you for know? for only being five ten, yeah, and, and he, yeah, you're right, he, and he plays downhill. Mm-hmm. So great kick returner too. I think it's I think it's a good I think it's a good selection for them, but um, I'm not sure that was a need that they needed to address. No, at this time. No, but it wasn't a bad pick. I'm, I'll, I'll probably say like a B plus. I'm going B minus for his for his versatility. Yeah, so he, he can be right away the, the kick returner on the team and and probably be their nickel corner. You know, he could probably be their third corner on the team right away. All right, man. The number thirty one pick belongs to the Minnesota Vikings from the 49ers. Uh, they just got uh, Jeff Gladney, the cornerback. From TCU, um, this is probably the man. If they were going to pick, uh, the Dolphins should have picked this guy. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I think that the uh, not only the Dolphins should have picked this guy. Yeah, I think that the um, I also think that the Raiders should have picked this guy. Yeah, and I think the uh, Falcons should have picked this guy. That's crazy. The thing um, is, the reason why I think this is such a good pick, and I'm giving this even the Jaguars at oh, nine, had nine. I mean, like, literally, I think this. I think I'm pretty high on this guy. I am too. I like him a lot. The main reason why I'm giving Minnesota an A for this is because uh, he is a great fit for Mike Zimmer's uh, zone defense. Man, his sensibility in the zone defense, um, and he's he's versatile again. Like we talked, inside and out, man. He's absolutely versatile. 
Yeah, he definitely he's versatile and and, uh, and he's aggressive. He's aggressive. At the point of attack. I love aggressive corners, man. Yeah. I absolutely love aggressive corners. Um, and so he's not afraid to to get in the mix. He's another guy that plays bigger than than his size yeah. too. At 5'10", 191 pounds, um, he's he's kind of, he's a little bit undersized, but he plays bigger than his size. He plays aggressive. He's he's a, he's a good athlete. You know, I've watched him keep up with guys pretty well. I mean, I, I, there's not a lot to not like about and he And, dude, this is a super value pick. I, feel. I agree, 100%. I feel it's a super value pick. Yeah. I'm going to go with at least an A. That's what I would Possibly an A+. Plus. Yeah. But I'm going to say A. Just, I almost, I almost want to say A+, plus just for the simple yeah. fact that they took him at number 31. And he's the he's the perfect replacement for Xavier Rose as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. You know? All right. And finally, for the final pick, the defending champions, number 32, the Kansas City Chiefs picked up Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the running back of LSU. What you got, Jay? I think Edwards-Hilaire is a special guy, man. I do, too. I like him. Um, he, he's the guy I feel like the Bucks should have took. <laughs> like the Bucks should have traded back. Yep. They should have traded back to the end of the to the end of the first round. Maybe not waited that long. They should have probably somewhere in the early 20s, early to mid-20s. And they should have took uh, Edward Hilaire. Here's the deal. This is what I think. And you're going to love. He, he could do anything. If I know anything about you, you're going to love exactly what I'm about to say. All right, Jay? That Andy Reid gets his own version or his new version of Brian Westbrook. Yeah, I like it. He, The dude, is he's dynamic, a versatile receiver out of the backfield in the slot. He's a major asset for this game that the NFL has played now. Westbrook was a very, very underrated running back. I know. That's why I said you'll love it. Yeah, he's you know, a very, he's, very, he's very versatile. This guy yeah. definitely reminds me of, of Westbrook. He might even be a little bit better of a runner. He's a little bigger than he was. A little was. bit better of a pure, yeah. you know, just a pure runner. Yeah. Um, he might be a little bit better than, than Westbrook in the early downs. Yeah. I feel like this guy would have been a huge, huge pickup. For the Bucks. Ten years ago, he would have been a top three pick because they value running backs that much. And right and now, there's no value in running backs. The and threat he's lucky that this guy, yeah, and the threat that this guy is going to be, yeah, uh, he would have been able to protect Brady. Oh, I agree. I like, you know, in a sense, in a sense, better than a lot of their offensive linemen because because of his, you know, his versatility, his, his, his and being, the fact that him being a run so threat. Him being a threat out of the backfield, him and, being a great pass blocker, and know, the fact that back. Clemson, I mean uh, LSU, threw the ball so daggone much, mm-hmm. so like he 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 really was the perfect guy for their offense. I feel, I agree. and I feel like they 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 yeah. really missed. He out. was just a better version of the muscle hamster. And don't don't get me wrong, like I said I like Worf. I think he's a special, and I have a, I kind of have a little special place in my heart for guys like I said who are uh, who wrestle and play football. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's uh, one of the greatest things. For any football player to ever do, guys, if you get anybody out there that plays high school football, uh, middle school, or whatever, man, get into wrestling. It's if you, it's get, if even if you don't like wrestling, I promise you, it's going to make you a better football player. I That's promise true. you. Um, but I and number one, I give this an A because of the value. I give an A because of the player, and I give it an A because does Patrick Mahomes really need another stud? That's annoying. Yes, yeah. that. I mean, dude. Man. He it definitely could be the uh, first down starter day one. I think I think he's already the best running back on his roster. Um, you know, and as much as Damian Williams gets hurt, yeah, 
this guy's right there, man. He's he'll even if even if they call Damian Williams a starter, this guy's gonna take over for him. You know, right there. He he you know he's he, if he as soon as Williams gets hurt, this guy's gonna come in. He's gonna explode. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's gonna explode, and and I think man, I think he's uh he's gonna really help. Um, uh, He's gonna really help Mahomes when when they start to lose players. Because, Absolutely, because yep. uh, they, they're they're gonna have a great nucleus. issues. That's right. Um, all right, guys. So what we're gonna do is we take a little bit of a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about our biggest surprises of the 2020 draft, not just first round, all together. We'll be right back. Welcome back, sports fans, to What J&J Say Sports. Uh, we just got done taking care of the first round of the NFL 2020 draft. Um, so now what we want to do is we want to go over some of our biggest surprises of this draft of, of the whole thing. So are you ready, Jay? Yep. All right, so we already talked about um, Jordan Love going to the Packers, which was a surprise for both of us. I think both of us gave that a, a D grade. Um, so that's one that we weren't surprised about um, or that we were surprised but I wasn't – I might have been surprised, but I wasn't shocked considering the fact that they already did it once to uh, Brett Favre. But um, the one that really got me, the first one that got me, was the Eagles taking Jalen Hurts, um, especially taking him as early as they did. Um, I mean, second round seems like it's uh, – the Eagles need a whole lot more than Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. Oh, yeah. No, I um, 100% agree. Um, I don't even think it was a value pick. I think it was probably the worst draft pick in this entire NFL draft. I, I, the Eagles had a terrible draft, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, they 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 just I don't know if they were just closing their eyes and throwing throwing uh, darts at a dartboard and just seeing who who they could pick. But getting him at that value is is shocking to me. So. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, um, I I don't I don't think he could really play quarterback in a collegiate level. Um, I think what the one thing that's really helped him was just his. God-given athletic ability, kind of Tim Tebow action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar. You know, um, I, I, I don't think he can play quarterback at a college level, really. Um, so to come in the NFL, it's not going to happen. Sorry to say. Um, now, another thing that really shocked me was the fact that uh, Judy and Lamb slipped. That was really shocking. Um, you know, but there were some teams that absolutely were able to, um, um, you know, create some value. Uh, I mean, just look at. You know, insert Cowboys here, right? They right. got C.D. Lamb at such a such a value pick. Uh, the other wide receiver that that slipped and shocked the heck out of me was um, uh, the guy out of um, Clemson. And I'm I'm losing my train of thought right now, but uh, Higgins, oh, Higgins, T. yeah, T.D. Yeah. Higgins. Uh, him, the fact that he slipped down in the second round, the First pick in the second round, though. First pick in the second round, but it's still a second round. Hey, he's, dude, T. Higgins, he's going to be right there with, with uh, Joe Burrow. Dude, man. Joe Burrow is going to be throwing passes to T. Higgins. And, and A.J. Green, because he's, he's healthy now. A, w- a weird world we live in. Joe Burrow throwing passes to T. Higgins. Um, the other wide receiver that fell out of the draft completely from LSU was uh, Thaddeus Moss. He didn't even get drafted, um, which was which was absolutely shocking. My son and I were sitting on the couch. We were actually curious – if he was even in the draft because he hadn't been drafted yet, yeah. uh, he just got signed today uh, as an unrestricted, uh, unrestricted free agent uh, to the Washington Redskins. He's really a guy that could make an impact right away, too. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, that was really shocking. It makes you wonder if he had some off-the-field things that they didn't talk about that made people wonder. 
But yeah, um, as an unrestricted, uh, unrestricted free agent, the Redskins really got themselves a decent pick. Uh, yeah. So you can't be mad about that. The Giants, I mean, it, it, uh, Xavier McKinney in, in the second round, too. I mean, yeah. that, that was a pretty good uh, – That's a good pickup. You can't hate that. No. Um, one that really kind of puzzled me was – and I thought his value for where they picked him was correct. Um, if not, maybe even a little bit – I wouldn't say a steal, but, you know, they got him a little bit later than probably he should have been available. Uh, Jonathan Taylor to the Colts. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's weird that the Colts would take Jonathan Taylor with the backfield that they already have. Um, it just kind of – it was a little confusing to me because – And I, they even traded up to pick him at 41. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it just – it was very uh, – it was very strange that he was like really on their radar. I mean, right, despite having Marlon Mack, which is shocking because yeah. he's a pretty productive three down yeah, and back. Hines, right? too. I yeah. mean, and it's really strange to me. It's just a strange pick. No, I agree 100%. But speaking of strange, um, it's the fact that two quarterbacks uh, dropped about as far as they did, which is um, Jacob Eason and Jake Fromm. And that is just, you know, the Bills picking up Jake Fromm. I understand that. That's one of those picks where they just had to do it. Uh, you know, he was probably – I mean, the fact that he fell to them, they don't actually need him. Just super value. Absolutely. Super value. And, and and if, like, you know, if he if he just becomes a, uh, a mediocre average or slightly above average – The clipboard backup, holder, man. Yeah, backup quarterback, yeah. He's he, they're going to get their money's worth right there. Yeah, now we, we talked about how strange it was the fact that um, the, uh, the pick the Colts had uh, for the running back. But here's the question – why would the Colts then take Eason? Is that another value pick? They already have Jacoby Brissett. They are who who actually has a decent contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're paying a big bucks. They have yeah. Jacoby Brissett. They just picked up Philip Rivers. They're paying Philip Rivers. You know, yeah, exactly. That's too. a lot of money and a lot of time and effort shoved in there that I don't think Jacob Eason's going to get any uh, value. He no. was a top fifteen pick, man. Yeah, he won't touch the field. That's for sure. I mean, it'd be a crazy circumstances if he's touched. Does this now next year? And here's the crazy thing about that is that with Cam Newton in the free agent market, market right? Um, what's his name? James Winston being in the free agent market. Mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett doesn't have much of a trade value except for to one team, and that's the New England Patriots. Yeah, that's really the only value that he has. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Um. I just I, I feel that that those were just some things that really stuck out to me that were shocking that the draft you know that happened in the draft. Yeah. Um, you have anything else that really got to you, man? No, I think I think we covered just about it all. I agree. Just the, you know what? I got one more. Okay. There were no top ten trades in that draft. Everybody yeah, yeah. held still. That's one thing. Uh, the the first half of that draft. Yeah. Until C.D. Lamb fell. It was like chalk, man. It was very boring. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was chalk. actually boring to watch. Yeah, and, and the corniness of Roger Goodell is the only thing that saved it as far as I'm Oh, concerned. my gosh. That, so, that was just crazy. Um, was just... He was definitely playing up the fact that he gets booed all the time. And you can definitely tell that that absolutely kills his soul. So, all right, man. So that is our, uh, our show uh, for this week. We do this thing a couple times a week. We appreciate you guys. Um, we are definitely going to be coming back. We are going to try to get on a regular schedule um, once this whole COVID-19 deal uh, ends or at least gets the curve flattened a little bit. Yeah. So, um, Which looks like it's actually starting to. It's, it's starting to get there. But right now, our, both mine and uh, Jason's hours at our other jobs are, are crazy right now. So we're just kind of getting together when we can. 
So stay tuned. Uh, definitely check your uh, Twitter account. Definitely check your um, Facebook. And uh, we will have plenty of them coming live. Um, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, make sure you hit us up on anchor.fm, and we'll get you guys on the program. Um, we hope to talk to you guys next time. Thanks.